All right. Amen. We thank God this morning for his, or this afternoon, it seemed like morning, you kind of lose track of time with all that's going on. Uh, you know, we're this curfew from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. throughout Los Angeles County, as well as uh, Riverside County and other places. But yet we are giving honor unto the Lord because this is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. We have to give thanks unto the Lord in spite of and when we can. It, it doesn't take away from anything that's going on, but we're going to keep God as being sovereign. We're going to keep the Lord as number one. We're going to keep him on the throne. We're not going to replace him with anything else. We're going to pull down every stronghold and everything that would exalt itself against God. But we thank God for you joining in this evening. And you're listening inside the pages of Comprehensive Bible Study of the Word of God. And we're journeying through the book of Ezekiel uh, on Sundays and on um, in the book of Acts as well. So Ezekiel on Tuesdays and Sundays, uh, the book of Acts, you know, we believe the Bible is the word of God, and therefore we're faithful, bold, and the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. And in case you missed it, uh, this is Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, we are... Uh, as I said, you know, we're dealing with and looking at the turbulent times that we're in and different things and, and just really being prayerful. And I, I hope that you're praying and fasting as well. We've been fasting and praying since the beginning of the year. The Bible said some things come by prayer and fasting. And so we want to encourage you to join in with us and to consecrate unto the Lord and set aside a, a day of the week with some fasting, with some prayer, you know, and uh, and just bless the Lord. You know, we need some fasting and prayer. The Bible said the anointing destroys the yoke. And so uh, there is a yoke that needs to be destroyed. You know, we can have a voice, but if that voice is superseded with some anointing, uh, God's anointing, not, not just any anointing, but God's anointing. Uh, then it's going to have an impact. Uh, nothing else will have an impact like God's anointing. And, and so that's what we're about. That's what we're looking for. Uh, you know, I, I often say this, and I'm very serious about this. The church is not built upon shouting, jumping, speaking in tongues. And we believe in all of that, but we also believe in application uh, of the word of God, which is the most important uh, thing. We're not caught up on rituals you know, having to do something at a certain time every every time, uh, you know, at a month or a week or anything. No, you, we, we follow the word of God accordingly and apply the word of God to our lives so that the power of God can be revealed. Our, our Bible study is on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And uh, because of the curfew today, I am doing this from my office inside. I prefer to be in a different location. However, uh, we must obey the laws of the land as well and use some wisdom. Uh, the Bible tells us to be wise and, you know, we can be wise and, uh, but yet it's as cunning as a serpent, but yet as soft and uh, gentle as a dove. And our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. Uh, everything is exceeded with prayer. Uh, and so in the book of Ezekiel, uh, I think you want to hear what, what is going to be said because there's a whole, there's a lot of emotions uh, right now. Uh, you know, when you think about what's going on, when you look at what's happening, and the wave of things that are occurring is overwhelming for everyone. I was listening, talking with a, a mother uh, the other day and listening to her express her concerns and and the things that she has dealt with and, and how she herself stood in the um, stood in the uh, way of the police, you know, and to prevent them from taking her son's life at one time. 
you know, and it just brings back to memory of so many things that we see throughout the years. Well, the Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter, verse 33 through 31. I'm going to read this and then we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, today. We're going to talk about today. You know, we're always talking about today because what's happening right now is important. So the message that is preached, the message that's exhorted, the message that's being taught is all about today. We might talk about some history of what was going on, but it's relevant for today. And so uh, the Bible said, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, say unto her, thou art the land that is not cleansed nor rain upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion uh, raving uh, against their prey. Prey, excuse me. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Listen to what's being said, because this is Ezekiel talking about uh, in, in his day and time, which we're seeing even in ours. Her priests have violated the law and have performed uh, my, uh, have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from the Sabbath and I and I profane among them, her princes, and the midst thereof have are like wolves, uh, ravaging uh, the prey to shed blood and they and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have dubbed them with untippered or dubbed them with untippered mortar, seeing vanity and dividing lies unto them, saying the Lord, saying the the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken, you know, there's many that say this is the, the Lord has said something and he didn't. And we've seen the evidence of some of the things that have occurred um, even during this pandemic where people have proclaimed the word of God or excuse me, proclaimed God has spoken something and he didn't. And they suffered the consequences of that. Uh, the people of the land have used oppression and exercise uh, robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me uh, for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. God was looking and is looking for someone to stand in the gap uh, even in this day and time. Therefore, have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their head, said the Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray and ask that you bless your word this evening. Those that are joining with us, those, O oh Lord, that will hear this later, Lord God, I pray that, that your word have precedence, Lord God, that you prevail over it, and you will because your word will go out and it won't return void. Lord God, and we just thank you right now for your goodness. Help us, Lord God, to make application of your word, Lord Jesus, and, uh, and to uh, yield ourselves unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. There is no question that we are in turbulent times. And because, you know, it, we're in a time and, you know, that this generation, our generation has never seen before. And, and people of other generations that are, uh, that have been around for multiple generations have not seen this time before. Uh, false promises are made by political leaders, and I refer to those political leaders as being elders of this land. They occupy offices, they occupy space, you know, and that's all they're doing is that they're occupying that and they're taking advantage of the opportunities uh, that exist. 
And so Martin Luther King was interested in obtaining, was not interested in obtaining an office, but just the simple right uh, to fairness. And all he was asking for is to be fair that because all men are created equal. You know, when you're on the battlefield, you're in the military, uh, they teach you how to do blood transfusion in on the battlefield uh, because they know that your blood, whether you're black, brown, yellow, you know, is going to keep uh, that other individual. And I'm going to be candid about some things uh, is going to keep uh, the one that is prejudiced alive. And so uh, all men are created equal. You know, he was assassinated for speaking out against the injustice of the past. He was assassinated for speaking out against the injustice of the present. And his hope and his prayer and his dream was that in the future, it would not exist. The injustice was experienced and is being experienced even today. The injustice that we have constantly warned our children about because we know that it existed then and we know that it exists today. Uh, we repeatedly warned our children because we know and, and that the, the prejudice was still being, the existing of it, it still was being suppressed and like an air bubble, it would rise up. You know, Biden is a, a uh, candidate for the presidency and makes promises like politicians do to squash racism, even though he himself has made statements that uh, he would not be proud to admit to. And so uh, he's really going to place his life in danger for the minority. Uh, really, he's going to uh, place his life in danger to get a minority vote. That's what he's interested in, is a minority. He wants the vote of us, the very ones that are being oppressed, that are being killed, the very ones that we love your culture. I like how it was expressed. You know, they love our culture, but they don't love us. And so that is the truth. And that, you know, and I'm not foolish. I understand that it doesn't apply to everyone, but it applies to enough, uh, enough uh, you know, that has shown themselves and those that if you disagree with them um, they're, or they're afraid to disagree with them. You know, racism is demonic. Uh, it is accepted by men and manipulated and widely spread by men just like the coronavirus or uh, COVID-19. Uh, you know, this is not something that just was just birth and all of a sudden it, it just happened. Uh, this is something that is a wicked device that was brought to pass and God placed a curse upon it. He said that he would deal with those that bring wicked devices to pass. It is a disease that has spread from slave masters to house Negroes. Yes, those that thought their position made them better than the laborer who was on the outside. It, they became uh, racist. You know, one of the hardest things to deal with is uh, black on black crime, you know, and, or uh, you can say brown on brown crime or whatever. But, you know, when you know, when someone knows the history and know the pain and suffering that you may have dealt with, and yet they join in with that, you know what to expect from those that are truly, uh, but when it's not something that was birthed in you. Uh, something that you picked up because of a position that you gained and you wanted to hold on uh, to that position, then you become like them. And we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later. But the Bible says uh, that in the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, say unto her, thou art the land that is not cleansed. And that's just where we are today. Uh, this land uh, that we live in, uh, the land that have been uh, peppered with so many lies uh, throughout history. You know, I often say about growing up, you know, we they teach the children about Thanksgiving when it was not the truth and so many other things that have been taught and, and claimed as being true when it's not, has not been cleansed. We, uh, America is not a great nation 
to um, to claim the great. You know, it may be better than some places, but it's not what it could be because it has not been cleansed from the racism. It has not been cleansed from the abuse and the different things that are occurring uh, among us. There was a time that uh, that I would have said, you know, that uh, you're you're not born with racism, but you you think more about it. You know, when a woman is pregnant, uh, there's something that is being nurtured into that child. Uh, and you know, prove me wrong if if you can, but uh, you know, there is something when your parents eat and drink, and uh, that type of nurturing. Uh, they're eating and drinking racism, and it's in their DNA. Uh, that contaminant uh, is also going to be harvested and hidden in the mind of the child and will eventually, eventually it's going to spring up. Eventually it's going to come forth and is going to prevent the land from being cleansed. Innocent people have been called drug lords. Innocent people have been called rapists. Um, People that have been, or people that are American born, American citizens, statements such as, why don't they go back and help fix uh, the totally broken and crime infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how it is done. But yet they were born here. So the statement that you're making, uh, or the statement that has been made, was not made with any type of common or knowledge, but it was made with hatred. Those are hatred words, uh, not knowing that the individuals were born here. References about El Salvador, Hades and Africa or African countries uh, being nothing but, and, and you can take the first letter of each of this, uh, sugar, honey, iced tea, and using that to compare to other countries is, is wrong. That, that promotes violence, and we all know this, but yet it's been done. Uh, the Bible says there is a conspiracy of our prophets. Remember I said the prophets, uh, I'm using this word to illustrate uh, uh, the elders of our day and time. You know, these are supposed to be people that know and have been around. Uh, however, there is a problem. Uh, the elders, the, the prophets, and those that they're like roaring lions. Uh, they're seeking people to prey upon uh, and they're devouring souls and they have taken treasure and precious things and have made many widows. Uh, the priests have violated the law and they have put no difference between that which is holy. Uh, they made the very thing that's holy profane. And they've taken the thing that is that's unclean and they're calling it clean. The Bible said the day would come where people would call, uh, un, call unrighteousness righteous and call righteousness wrong. And we live in that day and time, uh, you know, where people are laying down and, and, and saying that, you know, it don't take all of that when it really do. It does take whatever God said it's going to take. And we should be mindful of that and not believe the lie. The Bible said if you believe a lie, you'll be damned. And so we don't want to be condemned uh, by believing a lie, then we need to embrace the truth. We have to open our eyes up, open our ears up, and not, um, uh, you know, uh, just be so willy-nilly to ignore uh, what's going on around us and not have a voice. You have a voice, but pray that the anointing, the power of God goes with that voice. The conspiracy among so many is evident. The devouring of souls and assassination of character goes from regular Joe, you know, and, and that's not to put no one down, but just regular Joe, I'm regular Joe, you know, and a place of employment to the highest office in the land. It takes the treasure and precious things of life, leaving widows, uh, leaving mothers without sons and daughters, leaving fathers without their children, you know, uh, and they justify their evil actions, calling uh, them good and talking about making America great. Uh, saints and friends, listen, we're in the early a.m. I have to tell you this. We're in the early a.m. of things. We're in the early a.m. 
of trouble. And we need to be praying. We need to be seeking the Lord and, you know, and anointing our children. I pray and I'm hoping that you're setting aside time with your children to pray with them and to pray for them. You're their covering. And so, you know, the abbreviation of AM is Latin, uh, which is for ante um, meridim, meaning before noon. It refers to a period from midnight unto noon. We are in the early a.m. of something that is uh, uh, going to happen, you know, and this is a, a great, there is a projection of pending danger that is lingering and we need to be mindful of that. And it requires us to, we really need to pay attention, you know, and that, that's why I really wanna just take my time and, and talk about this, you know, people have been misled to believing uh, that more training is needed for police officers. Let me tell you, let me enlighten you on something. Uh, sensitivity training has always been part of the police department's uh, training. They understand this. They 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 go through measures to learn how to deal with people um, that are disabled. They go to into uh, to be aware that there are people that are dealing with mental or chemically imbalanced and so they don't think right and you know and so there are measures that have been put in place and whether they choose to use those measures is a different story and so um, when they uh, they will take an individual that is, is heartbroken and is sad to see it and say you know meet at the polls and that's going to make a difference and that's really not the truth it's not going to make a difference uh, and we'll and we'll touch on that a little bit more, and you'll understand why. Uh, you can you can train a monkey. Understand something? You can train a monkey, but it it's still a monkey. At the end of the day, it's still a monkey. A, a dog can be trained, but it will still have animal. Uh, it will still have animal uh, instincts, and it's eventually going to act like a dog again. It's going to chase his tail. It's going to sniff his behind. It's going to do all those things, even though it's been trained. No matter how pretty you make the pig, you can put a red bow on it, clean it up, uh, put some uh, perfume on it. It's going to run outside and it's going to rub itself into the ground. And, and it's going, you know, it's still a pig at the end of the day. Uh, why? Because it has the heart of a pig. You know, it has the heart of a dog. It has the heart of a monkey. You know, and that's the problem. It, it is what it is. Uh, and nothing is going to change without uh, the heart being changed. God uses Ezekiel to deal with the same chaotic atmosphere that we're dealing with today. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves. They're, they're out destroying shedding blood and destroying souls uh, to get dishonest gain. And our prophets have, uh, are dubbed, they're, they're smeared and, and, and being looked upon as untempered mortar, seeing vanity and dividing lies among them. And God is taking notice of this. Don't think that uh, for one moment that things go unnoticed. The people of the land are oppressed and, and the, um, and being robbed and have vexed the poor being vexed and the needy is being taken advantage of and strangers people are being oppressed wrongfully you know there's a question that that everyone has and uh, you know and i don't have the exact date and time but uh, but the question is when will it all stop when will it stop you know the hopefulness of one day that it will stop the despair you know of, and the mixed emotions and that are being endured during such a time, uh, you know, it requires reformation, you know, reformation, a reorganization, the overhaul of something. And when you have imperfect people, you know, they say, well, we need to vet the people better. Well, there are people that have been vetted. They've gone to psychiatrists and they yet are on, uh, you know, that's one of the things that you deal with when you're going through the police department, um, the procedure they have you go and see uh, uh, a mental health session to see where you fit. But as we have uh, observed 
there are people that have slipped through the cracks and you're not going to catch them uh, because they know going into it that they have to present a certain mindset in order to obtain the employment that they're looking for and then they're going to act out when the time comes. And so reformation uh, being the or reorganization and the overhaul of something until there's a reformation of the heart, until the heart changes, then that monkey is a monkey, that dog is a dog, and that pig is a pig. And it's going to stay that way because they have a heart of an animal. But we don't have to have that same type of heart. We're, we're humans. And, you know, and that's what makes the difference is that we can, we have a spirit that can make a right decision. And the right decisions by individuals are not being made. You know, I was looking at Barack and Michelle Obama. You know, they they were in office and, and they showed a spirit of excellence. You know, think about it. There was no mess. There was nothing going on. And I just looked at how difficult that must have been uh, during their presidency. How difficult it was when the, uh, the representative Joe Wilson of Southern uh, South Carolina, this Republican, you know, shouted out, you lie. That was breathtaking. That was a breathtaking statement to to make to our commander of chief. It was disrespectful and, and it was really targeted at the fact that he was uh, a black president. You know, uh, we look at the media today and we see that it is filled with uh, a lot of derogatory statements. And I'm talking about recorded statements that have been made by the media where they caught uh, the current administration saying something. But I don't remember, and I don't know, maybe you have, but uh, I don't remember anyone standing up yelling at him saying, you lie. Well, what's, what's that about? We have seen a long history in this country of African-American and Latinos being stopped by law enforcement. And disproportionately, uh, you know, there was a, a, a male uh, uh, gentleman, a male black who lived in a... a nice neighborhood and he his door was jammed and he was trying to get into his home and the police ran up on him and you know accused him of burglary his neighbors called the police and accused him of burglary you know no one stopped me and to think and to see hey uh joe is that you you know you have a little problem getting in the house you know i remember in arcadia the arcadia uh, black officer at was taking on, you know, you know, how we call them tokens, you know, when there's few of us that are in a position. And um, this gentleman was on a burglary call in Anaheim and the very person who called the police, uh, called the police again and said, it's a black man in my yard. And this gentleman is uniformed and has a flashlight near and his uh, fellow officers knew he was there because you put out the call and that you're on the scene. And so, but yet they came with their guns drawn and treated him as if he was a burglar, you know, uh, because he was black, even though he was uniform. He didn't stay with that department too long. And so we know that what we're dealing with, you know, that as Americans, African-Americans, Latinos being stopped uh, by law enforcement, you know, and, and some of the, these quotes, I'm going to read some quotes here because the observation that has been made by us, you know, was also presented by the highest office in the land uh, and, uh, you know, by uh, President then uh, Barack Obama and Michelle. And, you know, these are some of the things that he noted and said uh, to remind us because it was it's just, it was so standing out. And that was the post-racial and post-partisanism shifted in the country that some had predicted would flow from his election. This is someone in the media speaking, but Obama said that it didn't work out so well. Opposition has been great. And this is me saying this opposition has been great, but we're greater as a people and we need to understand that, you know, we have greatness and so much to offer and we cannot stop saying that don't let anyone make you think for one moment that you're not donald trump spread uh rumors about obama saying uh, he was born in africa and he pressed that to uh, 
delegitimize the uh, him as president, and that was that was wrong. You know, um, Republican Mitt Romney uh, made a, a slew of racial remarks, incidents, even bumper stickers, including one of them showing a picture of chim of a chimpanzee next to Obama during the twenty. Uh, 12 uh, election. We can't forget these things because it's obvious, it's, it's blatant of the day and time that we live in uh, that we, the land is not cleansed. And so uh, George Zimmerman, you know, and I'm sure it comes to your mind, a lot of people, a lot of different things that has occurred throughout the years um, uh, was this man was acquitted of shooting uh, tape, uh, uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, um, uh, there was a lot of pain surrounding what happened in, in the land of the free and home of the brave. Uh, you know, our men that have gone to war and came back, you know, throughout the years without any place to go to and to be disrespected. You know, there, there are some soldiers that never even return back to America because of the disrespect uh, that this country has. As African-American Latinos, this issue is a set of experiences, and this is something that people don't understand. They talk about it. They know it as a, uh, from Webster. They know it from, you know, from reading about it, but they don't know it from the experience. We still talk about, uh, my friends and I, um, that, you know, we understood that early on in life that we had to get past a certain age in order to be considered uh, really successful. In other words, we knew that as young teens that our life was in danger. Our life was in danger in our teens as a child and in our 20s that we weren't going to be safe and we couldn't feel any type of comfort until we actually reached our 30s. And so we understood that. Uh, and, and it is the same today, you know, that we, that our children they need to get past a certain age in order to feel safe. And really, it, it's not a secure safe, but you know that you've made it. A, uh, uh, there, We count certain milestones within our heart when we reach a certain age. And so uh, we know that this nation, uh, the history, the racial history still has a shadow and the march is not over. The march is not over. This is what one of the some of, another point that Obama was driving home. Uh, the march is not over. Uh, the race has not been won yet. You know we're not a burden on America, nor a stain on America, or an object of pity or charity for America. But we are Americans. We make up this country. Many of us are God-fearing, respecting, respectful citizens. Uh, from all walks of life, you know, uh, and so uh, we need to embrace that and know who we are and not take that for granted. And, you know, that presses us to be uh, above the rest, to be the best. You know, the Bible talk about how Daniel had a spirit of excellence and those that was with him. And you need to understand that when we look at Bible history, uh, they are not blue eyed and uh, white with blonde hair or anything of that nature. Uh, but, you know, history and evidence has proven uh, that these, that the tribes of Israel were African. And so um, when we consider this and, you know, for some, they, they might find that hard to swallow. But I, I, you know, even in speaking with some of the friends that I know that are Mormons have come to that realization and many others have come to a realization that you know, um, the birthplace of the world uh, is in Africa, not here. And so when we consider and look at these things, we are a people of rich culture. We are a people of greatness. And so the Bible said, I sought for a man among them that should stand and make up the hedge, uh, stand in the gap for me. And, and I think we can stand uh, in the gap. We can be our brother's keeper and we should be. When you see your brother doing wrong or something that is uh, not like the officers, you know, that stood around uh, as people were crying out on behalf of uh, George Floyd 
and saying, hey, uh, enough, you know, when he could have just easily been put into a vehicle and to sit comfortably while they were doing whatever investigation that was going on. Um, they didn't act as their brother keeper. They stood around trying to block cameras and, to, and people were not running up on the officers when uh, actually they had a right to. You know, this country, they said, if you see an officer doing wrong, you have a right to defend yourself. Or to, and, but however, we know that this, that would come with consequences um, as it would turn into much more uh, until the truth is revealed. Uh, but by then, the damage is already done, the hurt and the possibility of death uh, by, uh, upon others would occur. Those men that stood around him as, the, as he was being kneeled upon should have said, man, that's enough. They should have said, stop. Uh, there were six officers in Atlanta who uh, pulled over, uh, caught some young men in a car and uh, beat up on the window. Now, all of this is being filmed by their own cameras as well as others and broke the windows and then used their stun guns against the young men and, and threw them on the ground and handcuffed them. And at the same time, telling the young men, take your hands out your pockets, a, a gun, a gun, and there was no gun to be found. These officers have been uh, fired. And so uh, there was six of them. Somebody should have had some common sense. You know, what happened to common sense? It goes out the window when the heart is not right. It goes away. It, it becomes oppressed. It becomes suppressed within the individual. And so common sense should have had somebody saying, hold it, wait a minute, let's don't do that. And but it didn't happen. It was all in, you know, it was in their heart. And so they were more concerned about the other officers and what somebody's going to think. Uh, let me tell you something. You know, there was a movie that said, don't drag me to hell. I I'm not going to hell for you or anybody else. And you have to make up in your mind the same thing, you know, that if something is wrong, speak out against it. I'd rather die speaking out against the, the injustice, the wrong, speaking out against uh, someone that is being raped instead of standing around with the crowd watching it, uh, speaking out against something that is occurring that you know is wrong. Don't go along with it. Don't take pleasure in another man's sin because you become as guilty as they are. Uh, until there is a change of heart in the individual, I don't care how much we vote. If the heart is not changed, that politician is lying, visiting black churches to get the vote doesn't mean that he's all right. Uh, it doesn't mean he's going to do what's right among the people. It comes from the heart. The heart has to be right. The heart has to be transformed. The heart has to be changed. There has to be a change of the heart because eventually what's in that heart, the Bible said it's not what goes in a man, but it's what comes out of him. It's not what's what goes in a person that defiles them. It's what comes out of them. And what comes out of them will defile us as well. Uh, that's where the murder come in. That's where the devouring of souls come in. It's in their heart. Does the, has the heart been changed? Uh, people say they are God-fearing. Proclaiming, you know, uh, recently the president stood and uh, they told the protesters to get away from the church. They brushed them on away only for him to walk up and stand in front of the Episcopal Church uh, with a Bible in his hand. Uh, you know, to make a statement that only a white man can make, uh, you know, and, and, and so, uh, which was a wrong statement. Uh, it was pretending, it was not correct. And, and I don't think anybody uh, with any uh, reason, reasoning, good reasoning, bought into that. It is wrong. What's in the heart is going to eventually come out. And, and so all of us have to pray, Lord, cleanse my heart. Lord, shine your light upon me. And, you know, we have to examine ourselves and make sure that we're right so that we can and should be our brother's keeper. You know, we need to stand in the gap. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, you know, stand in the gap for one another, uh, pull each other's coattail, you know, and consider ourselves as we do it. Uh, that's the proper way of approaching things. As we deal with people, let's be mindful that of what their heart is like. Everyone's right upbringing is not the same but we can understand if we listen if we listen to what a person is saying we'll understand why they may feel a certain way why they might be acting a certain way uh, you know and how to help them if they're willing uh, 
you know, but be a good listener. Let's stand in the gap. Let's make a difference, you know, and as I said, and I, you know, through prayer and fasting, you know, the anointing will go before the voice that we have. And the person may not react immediately, but you don't know what's going to happen until you open your mouth up and say something under the anointing and the power of God. Let's continue to be prayerful. Let's continue to, to seek the Lord, you know, and to, to know what's going on around us. We don't have to be ignorant of what's happening in today and time. We have to be truthful. We have to be truthful, you know, in what's happening. We don't have to partake in the ignorance of, of those that are committing such uh, acts against us, but we can protect ourselves. We can speak out against it, you know, and we can make sure not to find ourselves alone because even it, we see these things occurring, even where there are groups of people, you know, when I, when I reflect back on the, on the video, as it came out, uh, uh, this brother was not alone. Uh, they handcuffed him, walked him over to the sidewalk, set him down, and then walked him across the street where there was two other passengers with him. You know, and, uh, in 92, there was other passengers in the car. Uh, they don't care if you're not alone, but it's good to make sure that, that, that you are with somebody and make sure that the person that you're with, that they understand that you are standing in the gap and and seeking the Lord and and hopefully they are standing in the gap and seeking the Lord too, uh, you know, to so that we can keep each other. We are our brother's keeper. God bless you again. This is Cornerstone Apostolic Church, five twenty four East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson, and my prayer is with you. My prayer is for you, and you know, knowing that God doesn't just love you, I do too. You know, and we are a people that are dealing with this and, you know, give somebody a hug, encourage somebody. Let them know that that the Lord is seeing all of this, that nothing is going unnoticed. And, and so can't can't unstress that enough. Going to continue to stress that. And, and so um, with that being said, be back again Sunday at 8 a.m., you know, to uh, to worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness and to seek God and his will in our lives. God bless you. Holy Spirit knows when you have your way Something has to break Tear down every lie
God bless you. See you Sunday, 8 a.m.